Hello, welcome to Bad Influencer Unfiltered, a behind the scenes look at our show with some of our guest stars and our cast members. Today, we're joined by the man who needs no introduction, Perez Hilton. Perez, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm happy to always chat with you. I love it. It's like back to our Hollywire days. <laughs> I know. You're a real pro. I love that. And, and a multi-talented uh, creator as well. Well, thank you. And so are you. I mean, you do so much and you've done so much. And you also do have that title of being one of the original influencers when you launched PerezHilton.com. To any of our listeners who might not be aware of your origin story or had the pleasure of reading your book, TMI, My Life in Scandal, what can you tell us about how you got started and how you really became one of the early influencers? Well, I got started forever ago. It feels like the Paleolithic age. But thankfully, I'm not extinct yet. However, you know, so much has changed since I started, which was really the, I wouldn't even say the infancy of social media. It was the gestation of social media. Like I began right at the birth of social media. And over the last 19 years, a lot of things have changed and a lot of things have have stayed the same also. Like one of the things that have stayed the same is the speed at which things can happen. You know, we, we, could, we see that all over social media with somebody going viral and then capitalizing off that virality to achieve notoriety and building a brand off of one video. That speed, the same. But one of the big differences now versus 2004 when I began is the shelf life of your average influencer, the amount of time that you're hot keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter because people have such short attention spans. People lose interest. People don't have the work ethic. People don't vary their content, a variety of different reasons. So I'm so grateful that what I started nearly 20 years ago as a little hobby never thinking I could make a career of it has lasted this long. And I get to do really cool things like being on your podcast to, you know, being a talking head all over the world. Like every week I get asked to do commentary, having my own podcast. I still have my website and, you know, my YouTube and my socials and acting and all the things that I do. I, I just wake up every morning exhausted and grateful. We love to hear that. And you are totally crushing it. And we were so lucky to have a, have you on our show playing. Would you say that the version you played of yourself is very authentically yours? I wrote it based on some text <laughs> messages we had. How, how much would you say that is like the true Perez? You know, I've played myself before and it's not that easy to be honest. Um, I... I don't know. It's just because I'm a little bit more self-conscious when I'm playing myself. Whereas if I'm just a character, then people can't really question things because that's the choice I made. But with me playing myself, they're always like comparing, oh, is it, has it, is, is he, is he, is he acting now? Like there's that layer of, is he acting? Uh, but you know, it, it was a lot of fun. Listen, I got to do it from my house. <laughs> I have we a professional that. microphone here. So uh, I, I, I loved being a part of something that you wrote 
And then afterwards, getting to find out there were a lot of really cool people involved as well. A very yes. diverse cast of characters. Definitely. And also people that you've probably all, well, one is like your peer, Dumois, of course, right? I mean, has become your peer over recently. And then also Kristen Doty and Christy Carlson Romano, who I believe have all made cameos on your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's awesome to, um, you know, be in the mix, as they say. And uh yeah, you know, like I was reading an article today that it depressed me, but also it's I think it's why I started off our chat today the way that I did. Here, let me pull it up so that I can be accurate with my info. In the last 24 hours, or by the time this airs, it's probably not the last 24 hours, but re within within the very recent near past, we've learned quote, Tumblr is unprofitable and therefore reverting to a skeleton crew, just maintenance now. Jezebel is shutting down and Vice is laying off dozens of employees and shutting down news shows. Mm. You know, the, the show that put me on television for the very first time ever back in 2005, that's not on the air anymore. That was, called the, in, that was called the Insider Oh. And it used to be the sister show, the companion piece to Entertainment Tonight. And I'm just so honored that I made enough noise and made a connection with enough people who have remained faithful to still be here. And I, I'm listen, I'm not just honest about other people. I'm honest about myself. I'm not an it girl anymore. I'm not hot like I used to be. But... I've passed the relevancy phase to the icon phase because icons are forever. Same with Paris Hilton. You know, Paris Hilton isn't as relevant or hot as she used to be 20 years ago, but she's an icon and she's still doing a lot of cool things. So I, I'm just thankful that I could, you know, still do what I do and support my family and still all these years later, enjoy it. How does one become an icon? How do you take your fame and your notoriety and continue to have it throughout your career? I think you become an icon when you are so singular, so different from anybody else. When you're a trailblazer, when people know you by just one name, uh, when, when they associate you with one thing, um, when you know your opinions matter to people. Uh, those are just some of the few qualifications for icons, even though that word icon is highly overused these days. And like, I'm also very humble, but I am an icon. <laughs> you are an icon. You definitely are an icon. You need some, you need merch that just says icon to, to wear around. I, I would love to see that. Um, so earlier we were speaking about kind of this like death of media of all these outlets going away. PerezHilton.com still standing and also one of my favorite sources to go to for entertainment oh, news still is. Um, so how, why do you, why do you think we're seeing this kind of fall of media? Does it have anything to do with the fact that so many talking heads on social media are becoming their own news stations? How, how do you, why do you think that is? Well, I really think it's because of social media, you know, that's where 
the eyeballs are. And that's the new playground that traditional media and old school influencers have to adapt and play in now. You know, I know a lot of my peers, whenever a new platform pops up, they roll their eyes, they may not join. And if they do, they do it reluctantly and they put, they'll put the time into learning it and growing it. And I'm always an early adopter and always, um, you know, doing to my detriment, actually, I'm always doing the quote, best practices. I am fueled by anxiety still 19 years later. And I do all of this because I'm a good boy. I am really like I went to a Jesuit school and I exceeded in high school that like laid the, the, the imprint for my foundation. So I always want to, I'm a pleaser. I'm not just my audience, but my family. Like I'm a, I'm a pleaser, I'm a provider and I don't have FU money in the bank as they say. So I still have to work hard to earn and provide for my family. So I do every single thing that you should and doing all the best practices across all of the platforms is exhausting. It takes so much time. Yes. I, I wonder when you sleep and you're a father and, you know, just how, how you juggle it all. I'm grateful that you took the time today to talk to us because it is a lot. I personally get, I've gotten very jaded with social media as a millennial who kind of grew up around it. Um, how do you continue having the strength to post and to continue to, to create new content and engage your audience? Necessity. You know, like I don't have that FU money to retire yet. Uh, if I didn't have children, I probably would, but I made the choice that I do not regret and I'm so blessed with my kids. So I've got to continue to provide for them. And also it's still at the foundation, the core of enjoying everything that I do. There's obviously a lot that comes with the many different things I do that I don't enjoy. You know, I, I still love and it brings me delight to create content and share things that I know will make people smile. It's the constant promotion of the content that is just draining to me. Like, right. I feel like I'm a promotion machine and uh, it, it takes a little bit of the fun away, but it's part of the job and you have to do it. And with the promotion also comes the haters. And something I admire so much about you is how you are so good at dealing with the trolls or dealing with the negative comments. What I'm advice? thankful yeah. for them, <laughs> genuinely. This is what I've said before. And I, and I, it's, I think if, I, if anybody, not, people may not agree with me, but if anybody can change their thought on haters because of what I say, then I've done good. People say things on social media that they would not say to your face, first of all. And secondly, I've had a long time to truly get to the place where I'm at. But if you try to view it this way, it might expedite the process for you. If you are on social media, a lot of people are there and not just passively, but they share their content and they enjoy posting a photo or a video or audio, whatever it might be. You like the feedback, you like creating and sharing yourself. And sometimes people take it very seriously and to heart if somebody says something negative or purposely hurtful, purposely cruel, nasty, and trolling. 
I thank those people because I view it as currency, right? If I post, let's let's go, let's really go there. If I post a daughter, a photo of my daughter, and somebody says, Oh, your daughter looks so cute. Wonderful. That comment is worth a dollar in currency. But if the troll hater looks at a photo of my daughter looking real cute and says, your daughter looks like she has special needs. She must be so embarrassed by you. You're the worst father ever. That comment is worth a hundred dollars because if people see that kind comment, your daughter looks so cute, they're just going to scroll by it. Right. But if that awful comment pops up, two things will happen. My haters will chime in and agree with that person. And then those that enjoy me and defend me will come in and, and support me. And both of those scenarios only help me get more engagement. Obviously, I don't want people saying awful, disgusting things about my daughter, but I wanted to pose an extreme scenario to share that it really doesn't affect me at all. And hopefully you might be able to get to that point and place as well. I hope so because it does get to me. I have such a hard time like not taking things personally. I've gotten better and it is because of like your advice and ha- seeing how you deal with things. That's why I also never block people. I used to, but then I'm like, no, that's just diminishing my reach. So don't block. If somebody's really being truly, truly awful, then mute them. Most platforms mm. give you the ability to mute, but don't block. Okay, mute over block. I'll have to go through and unblock a lot of people and see what that happens on my account later today. Um, so I love that. And also, I'm just so curious, you know, covering the entertainment news, covering celebrities for now almost 20 years, right? Because you're coming yeah. on 20 years. Wow. Um, is there anything, what surprises you still about like the certain themes we see with celebrities when it comes to like scandals or like ship culture? What are some things that you still can't believe celebrities still do? or influencers still do or still get caught up with? What surprises me is the amount of hypocrisy that is out there in the public. You know, folks, and I've personally grown and matured, evolved, improved, but the general public like to pretend that they're way more evolved than they are. You know, that truly gutter content, the most scandalous, the most shocking, that still does incredibly well. And people are still voraciously consuming that. Um, You know, and in many ways, a lot, if not the majority of people on social media have become today what Perez Hilton was back in the day. You know, um, leaving all of these really awful comments or doing things like I won't even mention the actor because I don't do that anymore. But there is this male actor, very famous, and actually it's gotten so much coverage. Like even so I'll tell you, I'll finish that story. But like even on the female side, like if you follow the Real Housewives So many people have been speculating about Kyle Richards if she's in a same-sex relationship. Isn't even that speculation or or sharing photos or this or that, isn't that in a way outing her if she's not come out about her sexuality in that way? 
And the same with this one male actor who's very famous and people are sharing photos of him with another guy and commenting and this and that and the other. And, you know, I remember 10 years ago plus getting so much flack for doing that. And now everybody's doing that. Yeah. Well, and it's also the same thing with pregnancy too. When you see a female actress who looks very pregnant but hasn't said it herself, it's like we shouldn't be, that kind of feels like the line there and also the responsibility of the media, but it is clickbait to have that speculation, but it's not respectful to them and we should allow them, even if it's crystal clear, to be the one to come out with their sexuality or to announce their pregnancy. That really shouldn't be on us. Or do you, do you, do you now agree with that? I mean, I know Perez, I mean, 10 years I don't ago. do that. Yeah, I don't do that anymore, but mm -hmm. I used to, for sure. Um, and, you know, we're also seeing a lot with the news that we have on social media also comes a lot of conspiracies. How do you feel about <laughs> celebrity Hollywood conspiracies? Most recently, Taryn Manning went off about gold juice on Whitney Cummings' podcast. What truth do you think is in there? Are there any conspiracies that you believe about that you actually think has some truth to them, if you're willing to share? <laughs> I I think that there are bad apples or bad eggs or however the, whatever the expression is in every industry. Um, but I think most conspiracies are a crock of bull, uh, you know. And it's crazy to me the normalization of so many of these conspiracy theories where you would think normal people or, or, or smart people would know not to believe them, but they do. It's just wild how rampant it's become. And I don't know. I, I, I uh, it, It's great to question things, but like Britney Spears is alive, you know, like she's not AI, like so much stupidity that <laughs> And part of me hopes and prays that people are just saying this dumb stuff just for views, for content. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, a lot of them believe it. And that's the real sad part. <laughs> Well, I'm happy to hear that because that is a conspiracy theory that has come up on my For You page that I don't believe. But when you see enough videos about something, you start going, huh. So I'm happy to hear she's alive because I'm loving her book and I'm a very big fan. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, well, what about this gold juice? What about the evil side of Hollywood? Is that something that you have you ever been offered gold juice? <laughs> No, I mean, listen, <laughs> I wish I was invited into the Illuminati or yeah. whatever. I don't even believe the Illuminati exists. Like, that's BS. <laughs> I mean, maybe the Illuminati is real, but I doubt it. Do you think the Illuminati is real? I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Although there was a funny theory about that Pete Davidson keeps dating all of these famous women so he could get like closer to the Illuminati or something <laughs> like that. I do like that Pete Davidson has enough X's where now you could do what your what sign are you? What your astrology sign puts you with what Pete Davidson's ex-girlfriend. So I think that's pretty cool. 
Illuminati, I mean, maybe, I'm not sure. Maybe the Illuminati was a thing centuries ago, but I don't think it's active and a thing now. <laughs> right, right. Or there's that other thing where like Taylor Swift like looks like has time traveled. I mean, there's there's a ton of conspiracies, but I'm not gonna I won't get into that. Um oh, I do want to kind of get back into that influencer. And you know, we are hopefully hoping to get a season two. So I am curious. Well, A, if you would be, we'd love to have you back, but also, you know themes that you're seeing in influencer culture and also in celebrity culture, what is something that you would like to see us tackle in the new season? Well, I would love to come back. And I think Yay! that, you know, um, influencer culture is real dark these days because it's not what it used to be. You know, the ones that are able to really monetize it are like the top one to 5% of influencers, right. everybody else, even if they're getting a lot of views, they're probably not monetizing it, at least not in a meaningful way. Like perhaps they might be making 30,000 a year, maybe even 40,000 a year. But unless you're one of the very popular influencers, it's hard. And you for them, and this is, you know, it's not anything new, but, you know, you, you see these people and of course they're for the most part, just sharing the positive and the good and the bright, but a lot of them are sad and struggling and this and the other. And, you know, it makes me especially sad for young influencers, you know, somebody on TikTok who got TikTok famous when they were 16 years old. And by the time they're 19, they're not getting views anymore. They're not getting engagement. Yeah, wow. That has to be so incredibly difficult to go from being on top of the world on social media to then having to resort to things like that. Wow. Yeah, that, that could be a very interesting topic to explore on season two of our show. Prez, thank you so much for joining us today. It is always a pleasure chatting with you and thank you for sharing your always on point insight. And if you want to support Perez, you can by heading over to his Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Perez Hilton, patreon.com slash P-R-E-Z-H-I-L-T-O-N. If you liked Bad Influencer and want to hear more podcasts like it, please support our female-driven, female-led narrative storytelling network. The best way to do that is to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Emerald Audio Network and go to emeraldaudio.co, that's emeraldaudio.co, to join the Hidden Gems Club. This is our community club for things like early access, bonus content, and even things like merch and giveaways. It's completely free to join. Also, please consider leaving us a five-star review and sharing the show with your friends and family. 